Welcome to the Unscripted Authentic Leadership Podcast. I am your host, John LeBrun, and I'm so excited to introduce today's guest. He's the founder and CEO of Inception, which provides an innovative and dynamic approach to mind and body alignment. He's here to share his story, how he overcame stress, anxiety, insomnia, all the things that we can relate to. I'm so excited to introduce to you the Unscripted family to talk about optimizing your mind for emotional challenges, our good friend, David McCuller. David, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate appreciate the opportunity to come and speak to your guests, speak to your audience. Yeah. So let's start from the beginning a little bit. Mm-hmm. You, started, you started Inception. Can you kind of take, take me back a little bit to what brought you to start this company? Well, Inception and and the end of December will be uh, six years old. Mm. So before that, uh, I had a company called Neural Fitness Center. And we have been running that company for 10 years before we opened Inception. So that Mm. uh, Neural Fitness Center is really the father of Inception. And how we got into these this type of business is like you mentioned earlier, this it was me having my own issues. Um, and I was looking to resolve those issues. My, my, my background is in network engineering and management. Um, so highly involved with information technology and uh, computer technology back in the early 2000s. And so when I started having these type of symptoms, uh, I was looking for alternative ways to help myself. I was already in the, in the field of self-help, self-development, um, kind of toyed around with things like uh, quantum physics and neuroplasticity in my early 20s, learning about those things. Um, read a lot of, again, self-development books. Um, but when you start having full-blown panic attacks, full-blown vomiting panic, panic attacks, all of a sudden the things that you read in that book that you thought that you were, you know, from reading the books, mm-hmm. you think you were these things because you read it. Yeah, I get it. I understand it. Well, now it's, it was it was put to, to, to the test, what you're talking about, what, you know, what's in those books. So I needed to, uh, again, find some some alternative ways to help me because the traditional route was just mainly talk therapy and medication. That's that's mainly, you know, the route you would go down if you were dealing with anxiety or and when you're talking about panic attacks uh, or vomiting panic attacks, I mean, the, even the medical system, they just gave me like Prevacid and Regulin. So, mm. um, you know, fast forward again, I, I didn't I didn't think that was uh, those two solutions was the best way to go. And I started my journey and looked at uh, one, one specific technology that helped me to overcome a lot of the anxiety. Uh, brainwave optimization. I first used that in 2007, flew down to Scottsdale, Arizona, um, me and my dad. And at that time, my dad was just taking me as a son thinking, well, he needs this. And he went through the actual um, sessions with me when we talk about this uh, technology. We went through 12 12 sessions of brainwave optimization in four days. Mm. Um, Again, he went specifically for me, not knowing that he was going to greatly benefit from it too, because when you talk about, uh, you know, family, most of your issues are all based on your childhood family issues, you know, that you've had, you know, and then you keep going back um, 
to previous gen generations. So he benefited greatly. I benefited greatly. And we just brought that technology back to Michigan and opened up Neuro Fitness Center in 2007. And, and then I mm. kept just adding stuff. So. Wow, that's incredible. So did your father discover the brainwave optimization or did you find it and he supported you? No, I found it and showed him. Um, so my fam my family is really into um we were we are early adopters to things. You know, I'm yeah. probably one of the first people on the internet before, you know, what AOL days, two thousand not two thousand, shoot good, nineteen ninety five, nineteen ninety six. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I know people were on the internet before AOL, but I mean, at night, I'm 15, 16 years old using AOL and, and early adopter of technology. So that's how we've always been. So I brought it to him because I, I didn't even bring it to him thinking, you know, um, I need this for myself per se. I didn't come to him in that way. I came to him. This would be a great business because <laughs> he's a, he's a business guy in mine too. So, but I said, but I think this can help me, you know? Um, so I brought it to him and he, he always has to share that with people that, you know, David brought it to me. Cause I looked, even at that time, I looked a lot younger than, than, uh, what people thought. So they never thought yeah. that I, that I could do something like that, but that's how it happened. I can totally relate. I'm about to turn 39 and everybody's like, what are you like? 28, you know? Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> so I totally it. get it. Yeah. I always had the baby face. Very cool. Mm -hmm. So did you find then, so how did the brainwave optimization help you to start with? Like, how, what did it do for you? Like, what was it specifically that helped you find what was going to resolve the vomiting issues that you were having? So the brainwave optimization helped me by really uh, allowing my brain and my, my nervous system to, to come out of the, the trauma patterns. So what, what we looked at, at at brain state, again, I was affiliated at that company for, for close to eight years. We looked at brain maps in the beginning. So mm. I've seen over a thousand different brain maps. And what a brain map looks like is we're using EEG technology, but we actually just kind of upgraded where they replaced these micro sensors uh, into to the, uh, the EEG uh, leads. And so it would pick up the brain activity in specific lobes of the brain. And then we would just look at that in conjunction to left, right hemispheres of the brain, front to back. And we would, we would look at the symmetry between them. And if there was a, if there was an imbalance between left to right, uh, lobes, those were considered trauma, uh, patterns specifically, you know, at T3, T4, which is the temporal lobes. That's the closest area that you can get to the amygdala. The amygdala has to do with your fear center. So, those sensors that we place on the scalp would just be able to pick up the activity and we have measured that left to right front to back and we would see the trauma patterns um and the trauma patterns you hear people talking about trauma now a lot but they never really tell you where the trauma is they just use the word trauma well you gotta think 15 years ago, we were looking at trauma patterns before anybody knew what a trauma pattern was or knew what trauma was specifically. So how it helped me is one knowing that, oh, wow, this I, it's not something wrong with me. One, it's not something wrong with you. What happens is your brain goes into a state of protection, uh, in, you know, involuntarily. You know, because if you have to if you have to think about trying to protect yourself or something, it can cause cost you your life. Because you need split section, second reaction. 
So um, one, the awareness that, you know, I was stuck in freeze response, which is a trauma response. Uh, but okay, that's fine that you, you can see that. What do you do from there? But then we start to re help to rebalance the nervous system, rebalance the brain, help it come back out of that trauma pattern, go into rest and digest. And that's what it allowed me to do within one day. I mean, it was a 50% reduction in my anxiety in one day. Um, so that, that was one of the biggest reasons why we, we saw this is something that we need to bring back to Michigan at that time. Wow. So this was a serious breakthrough for you. I mean, 50% at one treatment is incredible. So, okay. So then what, so then you took this back and did you start inception from there? No, I started Neuro Fitness Center. Um, mm -hmm. And again, we used that technology for, for seven years, but I was, I had clients at that point in time. I was working with real life people. It wasn't just about my issues. And, and as I saw them going through their, their journey of uh, rebalancing or resetting, or people call it healing, um, I like to call it undoing, because <laughs> it's kind of what you're doing. You're really just kind of undoing. Uh, what's been done. Um, and I just kept adding things. I kept looking at more tools because I wasn't done yet. I mean, 50%, well, what's the, I have 50% of left of something, right? Amen. If my anxiety only dropped by 50%, so I'm still dealing with, what I'm dealing with is just greatly reduced, which for a lot of people, I mean, that's, that's miraculous in itself because even in pharmacology, you're not seeing 50% reductions with, um, you know, medicine or pharmaceuticals. So um, I just kept adding other technologies and helping my clients get better. And, and around 2014, I added one of my bigger services, which was flotation therapy. And that, that kind of took over the brain training at that point. Okay. And a lot of my clients started coming in. Joe Rogan, was pumping sensory deprivation heavily. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of clients coming in doing floating. And so my whole business model was kind of like turned on its head, even though it was still in the same family. Um, but you fast forward again, think two years after that, after starting floating, I had about six or seven different services all in like 1600 square feet. I mean, it was just, <clears throat> It was, I had a lot of stuff in there, man. And when you would come in, you people were like, man, what is this place? But and people didn't really know what to do. And, you know, um, yeah. I had to rebrand and kind of make it make it all make sense. And that's where Inception came from in the mental health gym, understanding the outcomes for people to stop. We, we moved away and stopped, you know, hiding from what we were doing, which was mental health. I just didn't know it was mental health, you know. You didn't know it was mental health. So how did you discover that then? Because I feel like you went from doing the brainwave stuff, you came back, you started the first business, and then the second one, well, the second one was like a revamped slash, mm. I guess you could say, um, clarification maybe. So mm -hmm. what brought you to the realization then that you're doing mental health? Um, when I heard that word mental health, I mean, even at that time, I was like, I I just want to help myself. I just want to mm -hmm. improve myself. I was into Anthony Robbins and, and, mm -hmm. and, and self mastery. And I just wanted to better myself. Anxiety just was 
to me, something was a roadblock in the way of that. Like, I didn't look at it as like, oh, you got mental health issues. I didn't, I didn't see it that way, you know? And so it took, it took some time for me to really uh, want to, cause to the term is just, just not a great term. So I said, well, that's, that's, that's kind of normalize it by making a, a mental health gym that people can come in. You don't need some type of diagnosis. You don't, you don't need any of those things. You just need to mm-hmm. be able to want to improve yourself. And that's, that was the kind of the, the thought process behind it. Cause remember I was in, I was in self-help, you know, so the self-help just became outward because a lot mm-hmm. of self-help is just information gathering, but you're not really doing any mm-hmm. work, you know? And mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people in the, uh, the coaching field, they do a lot of coaching, but these people have traumas and you have to know how to help them to uh, navigate those traumas. Very cool. So, so now Inception, you basically encompassed all of it. There you got flotation, and um, I've heard all about Joe Rogan pumping the um, uh, sensory deprivation chambers. He has one himself. It's probably state of the art, I would assume. And so, what is how is? Let's talk a little bit about emotional challenges and how people can overcome those or as we said optimize their mind in preparation for that what are some things that people can start to do to kind of help them with stress anxiety those types of things well there's there's a there's a lot of different things that you can do um but the awareness is number one the mm-hmm. awareness is that we live in a uh, a stimulus response base universe right so whatever environment you put yourself in the brain and the body is going to respond to that 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 environment so if there's things in that environment that you perceive to be non-safe where your brain is going to go into the protection i call it the protection algorithm program that's going to kick on you're going to go fight flight or freeze response depending on how severe the the perceived threat or real life danger is. So you have to know, like, what's your, I always ask people, know your, know your, your defense mechanism. What state of being are you in? Because if you're in fight or flight response and you can feel your heart rate is elevated, you know, um, your pupils are dilated, you look in the mirror, you probably probably not sleeping. It's because this, this system, the, the sympathetic nervous system is still engaged. It's still activated. So, for instance, I have UFC fighters um, mm-hmm. who who are athletes with us, and I tell them after a fight, you should come directly into inception afterwards because mm-hmm. you're not going to sleep. You probably won't mm-hmm. sleep the same ever again if you don't regulate after mm-hmm. that event. Because the brain doesn't say, "Oh, we just were, you know, we just were fighting. We just was in a cage, just in a cage match." No, the mm-hmm. brain is like, "This is real danger." So. Mm-hmm. So knowing what state of being that you're in, and um, a lot of people are in denial of the the states that they're in because they just don't have the awareness of that. They've lived their whole life in that state. We've normalized being into these uh, stress responses. Mm. So that's one is just having the awareness. Now, when you're talking about regulating the nervous system, I would first start there is one thing you can do. Um, and it's over pure, there's over 27 peer review studies on, on this, uh, which is taking your shoes off and going to place your feet on the ground, placing your feet Mm -hmm. on the dirt, get back to earthing, 
it's because the earth gives off a, a frequency, right? And and when you when you actually put your bare feet on the ground, it creates these negative ions that begin to cancel out the positive ions that you're getting from all the um, electrical, you know, outlets and bones and things of that nature is causing inflammation in your body. So the reason why I say that is because I look at the system as just this. This is probably from my network engineering background. If you have multiple tabs open on your browser, if you have 20 tabs open, then you're going to be losing your resources to be able to use your computer in other ways. You can't have those 20 tabs open and then go and try to do other things efficiently. So it's the same thing with our bodies. Well, how many tabs do you have open in terms of resources being used for what you ate because now the food is contaminated, mm -hmm. what you're breathing in, the air is contaminated, the water you drink, that's contaminated. You know, you talked about Joe, Joe Rogan. They talked about recently how we're eating. Now they say they debunked this, but we're still, we're still, I don't know how true it is, but they're saying we're eating around a credit card size of plastic a week. Mm. Now, whether that's true or not, I do know that we we're consuming micro particles of plastics mm -hmm. on a day to day basis. Yeah, I just so, read that they found plastic in some people's bloodstreams, which it, cannot well, be filtered. Which is in probably majority mm -hmm. of our bloodstreams, mm. right? Because it's in the fecal matter too. So, mm -hmm. um, so when you talk about resources, right? How the body has to defend. During COVID, when they say people have pre-existing conditions, well, what is a pre-existing condition cost? Well, those are those tabs open. You're not going to fight, um, you know, lupus or, um, you know, high blood pressure and, and all these other ailments and then go fight another threat. Because when you're a fight or flight or freeze response, your immunity is shut down. Immunity is like decrease drastically you're not immune that's what stress does to you is using his resources to fight other things and saying we don't need to use immunity right now we need to fight this threat right mm. so stepping your putting your feet back on the ground would you know one reduce that amount of inflammation give you your resource back with that so if you're not dealing with inflammation now you have it to be able to process through emotional uh issues a little easier because when we're dealing when we're dealing with mental emotional issues, you don't really know that it could be a lot easier for you to deal with those mental emotional issues if you didn't have all that baggage you were carrying. Yeah, you know, it's it's just it becomes the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. It's too much. Mm -hmm. So putting your feet back on the ground, um, I sleep grounded. Um, we use, you know, we use grounding products to, you know, uh, bring the grounding back into the home and to be reconnected back to the earth. Um, mm. that, As that's changed. sleep on the floor? No, every home is grounded. So that third prong in, in your, in your uh, electrical outlet, you got yeah. positive, negative ground, right? Yeah. So what is that ground? It's a wire that's running outside into the ground so that when you bring cable, TV as they did in the 60s into the home that you know what your television would blow up if an electrical storm came right yeah that's grounding well think about you as an antenna who's ungrounded 
you're going to take in all the charge. That's how you can shock people, right? You're building up a charge in your body because you're ungrounded. Yeah, so blankets and stuff. So we have products that plug right into that grounding outlet that are conductive. And once you lay on it, it neutralizes just like you were stepping on the ground outside. Mm. So that's by a gentleman by the name of Clint Ober, who was actually in the um, in the uh, the cable industry space, made mm. made a lot of money off the cable industry space, but then became ill and started figuring out why, because he was ungrounded, and that kind of changed his life. So that's that's one thing I tell people to do because one, you know, regardless if you have a product or not, you can easily go take your shoes off and step outside. Obviously, in the colder months, it's harder. But um, you know, when you go go on vacation, you're on a beach. Why do you feel so good? Because you barefoot on the earth, you're picking up the negative ions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I read a story about a, a study about people walking barefoot. It drastically reduces stress if you um, if you just do it every every couple of days. Um, yep. And, and so when we use the word stress, you know, I like to call it the stress response. So then people can understand, well, what is stress? Because stress always seems like some boogeyman outside trying to get you. Like, well, sure. where is the stress? It's the response of the body. It's just a it's just an activation of survival. Mm. But left turned on <laughs> that survival mode really has a, a diminishing response when you're stuck in it so then you start to see society who is stuck they're stuck in a survival mode and we use capitalism and consumerism (laughs) as a way to try to calm the stress response Mm. i think comfort eaters comfort sexers comfort drinkers Mm -hmm. comfort TikTokers, whatever it is yeah. to try to soothe the system. You know, one thing when I brain trained for the, like, think probably a, it wasn't the first time, but it was like maybe after like my first series of sessions, I came home and for whatever reason, I don't know how I even knew this, but I thought I, I was looking, I was like, I had a desire for a car. And I noticed that I didn't even have the desire anymore. I didn't even care. Mm-hmm. Because that was just my way of projecting to think, well, maybe if I had this car, uh, it'll help my anxiety feel better. 100%. I'm not consciously saying that, but that's kind of like the things that drive you. Mm-hmm. You're driven by, you know, your trauma response oftentimes, you know, and being very um, materialistic and thinking mm-hmm. those because you're pro- you're programmed that the materials is going to make you feel better that's just the way we're programmed right and everybody mm-hmm. else is saying i got the materials look i'm happy so you think that uh, too but that showed me like i didn't it, when i read the power of now by eckhart tolle i definitely i i understood it once i brain trained i definitely could understand those spiritual books that i was reading i was like wow this is what they were talking about and i just had glimpses of it Wow. You said so much there. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's no, me. not in a bad <laughs> way. I mean, a lot of just great things you said there. And you were talking a little bit about, I don't know how to word it, but basically that as you became better internally, mentally, sort of better alignment, you wanted things less, which is very interesting to me. 
Cause I like, for example, I'll get asked every year, my wife, Hey, what do you want for Christmas? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Nothing. I really don't have any wants, you know, mm-hmm. because it's, I remember being 21, 22, like I need that car. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, still never bought the car, had kids. And now it's like, Hey, the next car, maybe we'll get an SUV or something, something great that is great for the family. And it's not that because I'm getting old, you just, you realize that having a Viper in the driveway does nothing for you (laughs) outside of make your, your neighbors a little jealous, I guess, unless you live in a neighborhood where they have more then they don't care about your Viper. But anyways, but be quite honest, you're just keeping up or trying to be, stay ahead of the the Joneses as they say. And so it was really Mm -hmm. interesting to me. He said, as you improved mentally, you didn't care about the other things. It's almost like you realized I have a greater purpose. I am better myself. I don't need those things to make me feel better. It doesn't mean that you won't ever want a nice phone or a nice watch, right? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't yeah. drive you. So I think people and- always confuse the two. Like, 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 like a, a person who's feeling that way is saying that they that they won't ever experience those things because all life is just an experience, right? We're just yeah. one big. We're in one big arcade game, and we go, <laughs> we go and make tokens to go and play our life, you know, and these experiences. But the thing about your experience that you're having, guess where it happens at? It always happens inside of you. Like your experience mm. always happens inside of you. Without your body, you you wouldn't be able to experience anything. True. So that's why imagination, you know, all these all these uh older guys who talked about imagination and growing up we heard about imagination. Now I really understand it because when you can when you can sit and you have a and you you have enough space internally mm-hmm. and you're slowed down enough where you can sit and you can conjure up your own emotion, then then you move the middleman between yourself and your emotion. Because the middleman is telling you, you need these things to be able to experience confidence. Yeah. You need these things to be able to experience excitement or peace or happiness, right? But but what is creating those things? The outside event doesn't create it. Your brain just perceives the event and makes its response internally. Mm. This and the brain doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's fake. Mm-hmm. So when I put on my VR headset, my brain responds to it very similar as if I'm looking at it in mm. front of me. So what really creates your experience is your internal reality. So when you can know that and live from the inside out, it's easy to attain those things because you're just not even attached to them. You ever you ever heard people say like, um, like the more you want something, the more you push it away. Okay, it's the law of detachment. You have to detach and 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 feel good now, not wait till these things come to try to make your world better. And a lot of people are waiting to, I know it was a movie that came out called Waiting to Excel, but that's what it is. We're waiting to be able to, oh, I can't wait till. Well, what then happens when you get there? You, you gotta wait to another moment to you know, experience something. I know it's just, it seems like it's just the same, but for a lot of people it's not. It's waiting, they can't wait to feel better until Maybe they win the lottery or whatever the case may be. Very cool.
So take me back, and we're kind of wrapping up. Take me back to when I read about how when you started your company, your mother was actually very involved with some of the early parts. Is that is that right? No, my dad was. Your dad my mom was. Is, my, my mom is with me now. So she's a licensed social worker, um, and she's been in a school setting, social work school setting, over 20 years. Wow. And so when I started Inception, um, I had already – I was always trying to get her to come work with me. Mm. Um, but taking someone who had been working in a school setting and then working, um, she, cause before she worked at Detroit Edison, which is a power company here. Um, she worked there for years when I got a degree and everything. And, um, that's a job mindset to come into entrepreneurial world was a big jump mm. for her, you know? And so, I wanted to bring her on because I knew that her background in in business and um, having a business degree and then also having that, that social work uh, background was going to help us. And it did because it now, it now allowed us to sit down and really create the philosophical framework for what we're doing. Mm. And so moving forward, we know exactly what we're trying to do with a person. We know the outcomes that we're trying to trying to help people get to it doesn't matter what diagnosis you come in that that matters for you that the, the lay person and we want to acknowledge what you're feeling but the body is the body mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know you can put all the labels you want on every little thing you know yeah you can just like you can put a label on every leaf of a tree yeah still the, the root of that tree is still the mm -hmm. tree and so that's how we look at people, but we look at it from a neurophysiological standpoint, not a psychological standpoint. Mm. So we want to help people to empty the cup out. That's what happened to me. Pour out. When we talk about emotions, the emotions are in the body. It's stored mm. in the body. So we got to get the body to regulate and to pour those emotions out. Let them emotions come out where you're not walking with that charge anymore. But then you had that so that after that that's when you have the space this is what i'm talking about that space when you mm -hmm. like man i'm just so so at peace because you have space between your thoughts most people they don't have that gap every thought is on top of each other so they don't have space to really see who they really are which is not the thoughts they're the space between the thoughts as wayne dyer and deepak Chopra talks about yeah so so she helped me to really uh, create that 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 framework and take it to the next level. Wow, incredible! I was going to ask you to walk me through what you're doing at Inception in more detail, but I think you just did. So that's that's pretty much what we're doing for everybody who comes through the door. We do a pre and a post test now, yeah. and that pre is just maybe around ten questions, really about your symptomology from a scale from one to ten. We do that pre and we do that post. And people are leaving. We we do a circuit model, so we group three different technologies within a ninety minute session. And so when you're done with that, um, they're thirty minutes apiece. They look like a magnetic therapy, a neurofeedback therapy, and a flotation therapy. So all of those are working synergistically together. They have overlapping effects, but one does one something different than the other that goes a little bit more deeper, right? So when you're done with that 90 minute circuit, people are coming out with their scores. Let's say a high score, let's say your highest score could be 60. 
people are coming out with 60. I mean, they're going in with 60s and coming out with scores of like 14, 15, 20. Mm. So they had a drastic drop. What happened? We're not doing anything miraculous. It just seems miraculous Mm -hmm. because you've been conditioned to do the opposite. And what that miraculousness looks like, brother, is just relaxation. Mm. But it's deep relaxation. It's not I'm sitting on the couch having a beer relaxation. Mm-hmm. It's deep internal. The system shifts and regulates and moves into parasympathetic, which is rest and digest. Most people aren't getting into rest and digest. Mm-hmm. So, so again, regulate the system, pour the cup out, help the body to start to get systems moving again internally because a lot of it's stagnated, you know, or an imbalanced. So that's pretty much what we're doing in a nutshell is this, um, it's a different way of looking at mental health. And this is what I've learned over the last 15 years. I love it. So much of mental health has been, here's a pill, get up and they stay it's like, I feel like it's, here's a pill, get over it. I know there's probably more to it. There's talk therapy, but to be quite honest, I was, um, in a Tony Robbins event this past weekend. And hmm. he says, it's funny you mentioned him. He mentioned, he said, how many people know somebody on depression meds? And everybody pretty much raises their hands. How many know people who have been on depression meds who are still on depression meds and still depressed? Well, everybody raised their hand because they're on medication, but it hasn't helped them. They might, they might be a little calmer. They might be, they have few less episodes, but he's saying like, and I think without saying it, he's saying your depression meds aren't helping your depression because you're not getting to the root of the cause. You're just sort of. And since somehow, I don't know how the medications work, but I know that anxiety medications have gone through the roof over the last 20 years. And uh, especially with females, I know almost every one of my, our female friends, it feels like, and I know it's not really that way, but it feels like they're all on some kind of anxiety medication. So it's like, why, then what is the root of that? Because it shouldn't be the case. It should be so rare that, hey, we don't know how else to help you, but here's some medication to help you get through but everybody's on them and they don't come off. Yeah. And so that's a, that's that, that's a big thing with pharmaceutical, big pharma. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. Lots of that's, money. that's, that's all that is. That's not about, we don't know the root cause. Your, your family is the cause. hundred percent. I love what you're doing. I love your mission. I'm so proud of you and what you're doing for people. And you said it wasn't a miracle, but I think I feel like it's definitely maybe it's not a miracle, but it's definitely an amazing calling and what you've been doing to help people get through those traumas, those anxieties, because you can do anything in life. But when you decide to make people better, there's just something special about that. So congratulations to you and your and your amazing family who works together. I've had I have family businesses. I know how great and mm-hmm. challenging it can be all in the mm-hmm. same day. Um, mm-hmm. so as we're wrapping up, we'd like to ask our guests to give everybody sort of an off script moment. It's anything that's on your heart that you want to tell our audience right now. There's a shift happening, um, within the culture, mm-hmm. American culture is very, uh, polarized right now. And it's polarized because, uh, those emotions that we stuffed down for all these years, they're coming up in every industry that has done things in the dark. There's a light being shined on it. 
And that's one of the biggest things that happen when you start to deal with your emotional issues because it shines a light on your family history. Mm-hmm. And you start to see where these anxieties and depressions and all the alphabets that you can think of with <laughs> symptomology, where it comes from. It comes from your family history, mm. your family. But, but where is it at now? Where is your family history now? It's not outside of you. It's inside of you. So the only way to, to, to take these two polarized ends, I like to look at it like the, the split of the brain, the left and the right. We have to stop being this internally first. We have to do this. We got to blend the worlds, our internal worlds. All of our systems work together. It's systems over symptoms. And when we do that, and when you can start to do that internal work and become whole within yourself, then we can become whole together. But it all starts with doing the work. And there's no agency, no government, no guru who's going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to come and save you. It's up to you. And that's that. Wow. Powerful. Guys, connect with David. Go to Instagram at Mr. David McCuller. That's M-R-D-A-V-I-D-M-C-C-U-L-L-A-R. And David, um, how can they find your, about your company? Your website? Uh, in, yep, InceptionEP.com. Inception Check out Inception EP. Echo Paul. There you go. InceptionEP, EchoPaul.com, and see what they're doing over there in Michigan and how that can change everything for you. Also, you can connect with us on at Unscripted. You become part of our Patreon group, patreon.com slash unscripted leadership, or you can connect with us at Unscripted Leadership on all social media platforms. And also you can stream this show on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast. We want to thank David McCuller for coming on the Unscripted Authentic Leadership Podcast. And as always, we pray that you be the leader that God has called you to be. Until next time, God bless.